Yeah. Hi, Daniel. How's it going? Uh, good. Thanks. How's it going? It's good. Uh, you know, I feel like over the past we've we've talked now together for over four hours over the past few weeks, and I feel like you've taken at least me to a spot where I uh, you've convinced me that that Bitcoin is uh, you know, the future of money. It's going to take over money at some point. Um, and and a lot, just through your arguments related to Austrian economics um, and I, I, I'm having trouble putting into words what I'm trying to say, but somehow you have convinced me and I'm and I'm at a point now where I'm thinking, what do I do now with this information? I, I think you're correct in what you're saying. And where do I go from here? And I've got all these ideas swirling around of things that <laughs> potential business ideas and places that I could go, but I'm still uh, I'm kind of at a point where I'm just dreaming about what what can come next. What, what's been going on in your mind over the past uh, few weeks? Okay, well, I mean, next you just got to get as rich as possible. So, um, uh, and to to me, like what to me, Bitcoin is kind of like um, like um, like a group of people who are trying to build an engine when most of them don't know thermodynamics. So it's a very, um, it, it could be a much more efficient process, I think. And so Austrian economics, that's like, that's like learning thermodynamics if you're building an engine. And um, uh, if everybody were to understand Austrian economics, then the economy would be a lot better. Well, I should say, I should say, if everybody were to understand economics, then then the economy would be a lot better because people would make better decisions. Um, and I I think that Austrian economics is is the correct economics. So if you're learning that, then you're you're learning economics. But um, um, but potentially. Uh, um that's well i mean that's that's something that um uh well that that's something that people would need to uh assess on, on their own since if if they were to take a stand on what economics is correct that that would be something that they would have money riding on so i wouldn't want to just say that that economics is correct or that my economics is is the right one. What I would want is for people to um to understand it really carefully and uh you know conclude conclude for themselves what 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 they think is correct and uh, put their own money behind it. Um. So um. So previously we talked about. Ludwig von Mises's theory about um, the problems of socialism and the way that the use of money uh, prevents the problems of socialism. So, um, and what m money is a um, 
a, a definition of efficiency, according to Mises, that that people can all agree on. So it's like some, it's an idea of efficiency that we can all share, or I should say profit is, that's what is efficiency. So if you do something that ends up making more money than you spent on it, that's, uh, that's efficient. You're, you're increasing efficiency when you do that. And, um, um, when when we don't have a money economy we don't have an agreement about what is more or less efficient and so we end up with um with a a lack of cooperation whereas when we have money then we have we have successful cooperation as everything that people do kind of fits in with everything else, just naturally. Um, whereas in a socialist economy, what, what we end up with is um, um, people can't, um, people's ideas can't cooperate. Um, so we end up with some, some central planner. We end up with one person whose ideas dominate over everybody else's. And that's the only way that we can have a consistent uh, set of ideas uh, behind the economy if we just have a, a dictator. Um, but we end up with a dictator who doesn't actually know what efficiency is since nobody ever agreed on any concept of, of efficiency. And when they they take away the the money economy, then they they get rid of uh, cooperative thinking. So we uh, we replace um, we we replace everybody's creativity working together with um, with one person who effectively claims to know more than everybody else put together when we have socialism. Yeah. So that was my review. Um, and um, so today I want to talk about what is profit paying for? So um, In, in Austrian economics, profit is payment for the application of superior planning. So um, you, don't, you don't know beforehand who is a good planner um, because people can bullshit a lot about that. And they can act like they know what they're talking about and, and fool a lot of people into thinking they know the future when, when really they're just making stuff up. And people do that to themselves a lot. They fool themselves a lot. Um, so what we need is uh, we need the planning to be done by people who actually understand the future. 
and we need that to be uh, we need that to happen without having a uh without having the ability to know beforehand who is a better planner well at least not and we do not have some kind of objective way of doing that so what we do is um um we say that you can risk your own money on your own plans and if your plans are good then you end up with more money when you're done so you plan out your enterprise and if you're if you actually understand the future then you should be able to end up with more money and if you're not a good planner then uh then you lose it so that eventually you can't uh you can't be a planner anymore so we have um uh the and the the people who who do that are the entrepreneurs so that's what that's what entrepreneurship is in austrian economics it's somebody who believes that he is a superior planner and uh who wants to um risk money on it so what what we end up with um without that is we we end up with people who don't have skin in the game uh who don't have to pay for the costs of their own mistakes um and they get into positions of power by um by by convincing other people that that they know something whereas if if you're an entrepreneur you don't really have to convince anybody that you know anything um it's more like you're just you're just up against reality and if you don't do it right then you're not going to be up against reality much longer yeah so would you say that the i mean another way to th that i think about it and tell me if this is in line with what you're saying is the future is uncertain and there's certain people that are better at predicting uh future events and those would are what we would call if if they build something to take away some of that uncertainty by building a business that um that takes out some of the uncertainty and they they put up their own skin and and that is is the uncertainty a, a big component of it is what i'm trying to say yeah yeah exactly yeah so um knowledge of the future is the most valuable thing that there is um but the way the way people act they act like the future knowledge is uh easy to come by and everybody is always kind of posturing and acting like they have certain knowledge of the future you see that all the time in in politics um mm -hmm. when really over and over we we see that nobody really knows the future and i'm i'm not sure that there are people who are 
uh, just better at the future in general. But I think that um, there's uh, in in different circumstances there's different knowledge that is relevant. So I think what what we have is um, uh, dif different people are better at the future at, at different times. So I think some sometimes you want to be an entrepreneur and sometimes you want to be an employee, depending on whether the current uh, circumstances are um, are those that you understand better than other people. But I, I don't think anybody can um, can be better at understanding the future forever. Even eventually, eventually something he doesn't know is going to become relevant and then he, then he can't be an entrepreneur anymore. Right, right. So there's lots of little pockets of knowledge out there in the world rather than one central person like a politician who can tell us lots of things about different aspects of reality or our lives, but there, but the knowledge is really dispersed and, and out there in every, a lot of different individuals heads. Right. Yeah. So in, in the capital market, because we have the shared definition of efficiency, when we, when we use money, um, we can have this, uh, this system where we have disparate knowledge. We we have little pockets of knowledge, like what you said. That's constantly being integrated and uh, brought brought out to um, uh, to everybody. And um, if you can um, can spend money to make make more money what everybody else is going to want is to figure out what you're doing and to do the same thing. Um, so when, when you can, um, so your, your knowledge will eventually become shared knowledge. Like if, if you have, if you have superior knowledge, then, um, Eventually, that's going to become shared knowledge because people will want want to figure out figure it out. They'll want to, and they'll want to uh, to get in on uh, you know on the success that you can have. So um, th this is why. Uh, so so profits are caused by what I call differential knowledge, and that's what you know that other people don't know, and. As you um, apply your differential knowledge, it it stops being differential knowledge. It becomes uh, uh, it the it becomes part of the baseline. So it's like um, um, the uh, the uh, it's like like the water level is always rising. And bringing everybody up, but every time, uh, every time you use one of your tricks, you it loses its power. So you have to get a new one. Right. And uh, risk. The the reason that risk is important is that 
we don't know who we don't we don't have an objective way of saying who has important knowledge beforehand so we can have um we can have ways of uh of generating knowledge like science um where we have um objective experiments that people can demonstrate and other people can can try out um but um uh in in the economy the knowledge that's going to be relevant and then the knowledge that is um uh less uh less understood is is always changing so um what what we need to know in a market is not just what what is true about the world independent of the other people but we also need to know about what other people know and that changes the value of knowledge um and uh, we do not have a a scientific process for uh for figuring this out because um as soon as some information is uh discovered to be to be relevant then it changes from uh it, it changes from being something that a few people know to something that everybody knows so the the market uh the market changes faster than you can investigate it and any kind of um discovery like if you try to investigate it in a scientific way any kind of discovery you make is going to be obsolete by the time you uh you publish the paper so and this is called um anti anti inductivity and it means that um the system becomes more complex with every attempt to learn about it. And um, well, this is important because a lot of people are um, believe in uh, scientism. So they think that we can have a bunch of scientists run everything. But even people who are, are good at science, well, the, the scientific method just isn't isn't very good for the market as a whole. What, what we need is people who want to take take risk on their knowledge and who want to make a bet that their knowledge is important. Because we we need a way of eliminating people who uh, do not genuinely have knowledge. When when Marx said that that capitalists are parasites what what he effectively was saying is that we don't need any more thinking and that thinking is not valuable because that's what that's what uh profits pay for so when we have um 
when we have an economy that uh, that gets rid of of profits, we we end up with an economy that has no planning, and um, that's very dangerous and. It's something that will necessarily result in uh, lots of people being hurt or, or dying, even if there are not uh, psychopaths behind it. But in practice, that's usually what happens. Um, so, I mean, like right now, we kind of have a world where it's like there's... Um, there's a very serious disease and there's no um, or there's uh, there's there's insufficient immunity against it because we've people have known about why uh, Marxism won't work ever since, Marx first uh, wrote about his ideas, but the people who knew about it were not able to uh, to convince everybody else that it, that it was a bad idea. And uh, we're still seeing seeing people today who think that Marx knew what he was talking about, but what what he's really saying is that. We don't need anybody to think after Marx. Right, right. Well, well what, do you, do, what do you see as far do do you see those ideas coming coming back? It seems it seems like all around the world, governments are constantly growing and encroaching on our lives. And do you see any pockets of of light or or freedom? And and do you see Bitcoin as one of those rays of, of sunshine uh, coming through? Yes. Well, I think that Bitcoin is a way of um, uh, it's a way of getting getting really wealthy just by understanding the the real economics. So it's no longer. Um, just about uh, about voting. Um, you, if you can, if you can transmit knowledge that um, that tells people how to how to behave better, um, then then there's there's a big reward uh, rather than just a big punishment if, uh, if you get it wrong. I mean, people have also been talking about how inflation is a, a bad idea for, for a long time as well. And, you know, people have understood that. But that's also been knowledge that has not been um, very widespread. Um, but, um, I think, I think Bitcoin is a little bit 
bit different because a a source of of profit can be um, uh, knowledge of of economics itself. So I think that um, before capitalism has been about um, being being a small part of the economy. So you produce, you know, one, one, one good that fits into like one of, one of many different goods that people need. That's just a small part of, uh, small, a small part of, um, of their, their, their wealth. Uh, or the wealth of society that they can draw out of. Um, but with Bitcoin, there's there's not just a, a money, but there's an industry, the, the Bitcoin uh, mining industry. And this industry is kind of like something that profits from the health of the whole economy. And the the good that is produced is um, well, I mean it's not it's not uh, a excuse me a a a block isn't really a, a good because it's not something that that anybody owns, but it is the the history of the economy. So um, it's. From it's from the the growth of the whole economy that the Bitcoin miners earn profits out of, and right. um, so in the future, I think we will see this this industry understanding or um, applying knowledge of economics for for profit. Um, which which isn't what uh, what entrepreneurs have been doing before very much because there wasn't really um, people hadn't come up with with an opportunity to to do that or hadn't hadn't figured out an opportunity for that and so that will change things a lot because it, as I was saying in a in a market the relevant knowledge eventually transmits globally. So I think that we will see knowledge of economics being transmitted uh, because, because of the profit motive. Right. At some point, it'll just become undeniable. Well, um, is that what you had you, in mind? You can always, you can always take, take risk on, uh, some economics that doesn't make sense in Bitcoin, I think. But um, if you're wrong, then you'll lose. So, like, um, we've had this controversy about about selfish mining, and um, we've had a big problem in Bitcoin with people who are trying to be central planners and who are saying that that selfish mining is a big problem, even though nobody's ever tried to do it. Um, and 
there's there's been a need for um for people who are not you know for for people to explain it to them economically like like in an academic way um so you know Craig Wright wrote a paper about that and he showed that um it's not profitable to be a selfish miner well, can you explain um, that a little bit more? What does that mean, a selfish miner? Because my understanding of mining is it's the, the miners are basically processing and validating transactions. That's just my simple knowledge of it that I, I'm not even sure if that's completely correct. But what does it mean to be a selfish miner? Okay, well, I think we'll have to talk about that for next time because uh, you okay. caught me. I mean, I, sh- I guess I shouldn't have bring that rung that example up because that's not something that I I, I need to uh, review that that topic to uh, <laughs> to okay. explain it perfectly. But um, selfish mining is an idea that was um, that Amin Gun Sewer came up with, and I don't really know how to pronounce his name, but. What he was saying is that um, uh, a a miner could um, could conceal uh, longer chains and not release uh, new blocks that and then release them strategically um, to uh, to to overwrite uh later blocks that other miners had had come up with so a miner could have a longer chain that they keep for a while in secret um and um there would be circumstances in which they would want to um uh to not not tell the other miners about it and until they're ready and um the, the problem with this idea is that this miner will lose uh, lose connectivity with the other miners um, if he's not producing enough. Uh, if he's uh, not if he's not produ- or if he's not showing all of the blocks that he's producing right away, he's going to lose connectivity with with the other miners. And um, I just don't—I just don't remember enough about it right now to uh, explain it in more more detail than that. I was mainly reviewing uh, Marx and Mises and things. Yeah, yeah, no, that's okay. Um, but my my point is that the miners understand that they don't want to do that, and so. There was never any real problem with with selfish mining. The problem just came from uh, people who want to people who want to control things without taking their own risk, and who are who are concern trolling basically, who are saying that Bitcoin doesn't work when it really does. So they need to uh, to centrally manage it, and so. I mean, this, I mean, they, they caused a really big problem because this has a lot to do with um, why the, um, 
the Bitcoin cash split was um, was so so devastating, and so many people went along with with Bitcoin cash because they believed that the the selfish mining argument was valid. I mean, that's not the only thing that was going on, but that's some of the some of the the propaganda that was used. Um, so, um, um, and, but if people had, had understood this idea of the entrepreneurs as being people who are, um, finding new knowledge and bringing it out into the open and, uh, the market as being a, a process that integrates it all together, they wouldn't really like you, you couldn't really concern troll them because they would just say, well, this person is acting like a central planner. So I just won't, it doesn't matter what argument he's making. Um, he's not, he's not part of, the he's not part of the process that that generates the best knowledge i mean just like how um someone who's who's claiming to um have scientific knowledge but who doesn't write uh peer reviewed papers doesn't de deserve any attention well that kind of covers my uh well, I'll find some more notes, I guess. Uh, previously, well, I've just made a few tiny notes, and then that took took an hour and a half to get through them. But we pretty much got through um, everything I had uh, written out for this time. I, now no, I now well, I underestimated instead of overestimated. <laughs> no, that's okay. I mean, we we can go on to other topics. I mean, one thing that that I think a lot about is once you kind of understand this uh it, at least to some level of detail uh th that's when i start dreaming about uh, ways to earn bsv and earn bitcoin and i think one of the hurdles that i've been going through in my mind is the big hurdle about getting people initially into it uh, if i was to offer some sort of product or service there's not that many people, and I was to say I want to be paid in Bitcoin. Okay, like well, yeah, no, I have some, I have some, some. Uh, well, I think that I have some, some good advice on this. Okay. Um, so I think a mistake that people make over and over uh, in Bitcoin is they're, they they imagine the the wrong people as customers. So I think that your customers should be the other entrepreneurs who are already in Bitcoin. So in other words, you should be trying to earn Bitcoin from people who already have it and not be trying to attract new people in. And to me, like that's like what entrepreneurship is all about is trying to, to spend money to make more money. So you don't really need to worry about people who don't have any money yet. But instead, what everybody keeps trying to do is bring new people in. 
Mm-hmm. But w- what I think will bring new people in is if the economy is really good. So we can have an economy with just a thousand people or however many are in Bitcoin right now. Um, it doesn't matter how many people there are. We can still have we can still have an economy. And uh, you just need to think about the people who are already here and what they want and what they will pay for. And that will make it a lot easier. So um, instead of trying to make a consumer good that's going to be like the Bitcoin killer app that's going to, um, you know, that's going to be really popular and everyone will want it. Uh, I think you should think that what what we need right now is more more capital goods. So like people who want to be entrepreneurs in Bitcoin would want some of the, the pieces of the business that they're trying to make to be made for them by other entrepreneurs. And actually I have a, uh, a twitch that I just made today where, where I said, Oh, and so like if the people who are here have a good economy, then that'll attract more people in. Cause they're going to be the people in the Bitcoin economy are going to be richer and people outside are going to be poorer because they're, they're doing the great reset and everything out there. So, um, <laughs> They're going to be like, why don't we, um, why don't we go where the getting's getting's good? So instead of instead of trying to draw people in, just ignore the people outside of Bitcoin and focus on where the money is, and that's people who already have it. Um, they they should be your customers. So what I said today on in Twitch, I said we maximize the value of Bitcoin by teaching people the value of hard work and savings and how to calculate risk. It's time to stop treating people like consumers. We need everyone to be an entrepreneur. So I think that as far as people who can be attracted to Bitcoin, it really is people who already understand the value of hard work and savings, which just isn't very many people um, since most people have sort of been indoctrinated into thinking that these things are not not good or well really they're not they're not good in the um um in the normal economy because uh people are being parasitized so much but they are they are good in the bitcoin economy uh cuz when we have when we have better money we have more division of labor and and better efficiency so so in Bitcoin, people are actually getting something out of the work that they're doing uh, more than in the normal economy, I think. Um, so I, I think people who would be attracted to Bitcoin would be people who are who are already aware that there is a massive inefficiency in the world economy. And... Um, I mean, I think of Bitcoin as being kind of like like Galt's Gulch. So it's like a, a place where you can you can kind of escape everything else um, and just focus on on people who are actually good. Um, and um, um, so 
that's kind of that's kind of what I think is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really like that perspective. It it it, it turns everything around, and and I think you're you're right on there. Um, instead of thinking about how to bring more people in, or uh, think of services or goods that can provide to people that are already in Bitcoin. Yeah, I, I like that, but it requires some some more thinking, and uh, so I'll have to think about that more. Yeah, well, I mean, I think um, what we really need right now is um, uh, um, we need the SPV service and um, we need the we need programming because most of the good programmers were were fooled by um by the BTC scam and um i think we need uh accountancy so and i think we also need the, the service that i'm trying to do which is the the boost service I and mean, it's a a proof of work service um that can be provided by by bitcoin miners but yeah, that, I mean, the problem that I've been having is that I want the service really bad, but I can't get anyone to provide it for me. So, I mean, yeah, what I would like is for somebody else to realize that I want the service so that I can be a customer of it. But instead, what I've been having to do is uh, try to provide the service. As I've complained about in the past, I'm not nearly as good at providing the service as describing it in a paper <laughs> so to me like people are, have really been acting backwards because i've kind of been telling people what i want a lot and people are still uh trying to attract in new people instead of trying to get my money yeah yeah what I mean, what what kind of person or entrepreneur would be able to provide you the service? They they would have to know about mining, and and you also said accountancy. What what do you mean by accountancy? Well, um, I mean, um, Well, that's that's just something that uh, that I didn't understand very well when I when I got into Bitcoin, and I think most of the people who got into Bitcoin are not not accountants, but the inventor of Bitcoin is is an accountancy nerd, so that's going to be that's going to be knowledge that's going to be really important in the future for maximizing the the use of Bitcoin. I don't really have anything more than that, but I mean, I mm -hmm. think that I think that that like a, like a lot of the people who got got into Bitcoin just aren't thinking very much like entrepreneurs. Like they had a more of a, an ideological mindset, which um, is is good but it's not it's not good if i mean 
in order to be successful, people need to be able to think in a realistic way and come up with realistic plans. Right, right now, there's um, there's a lot that is is theoretically possible with with chain analysis, and um, uh, and some people are you know already doing a lot with chain analysis, but I don't think that it's very very widespread knowledge or knowledge that's very available to most people in Bitcoin to be able to, you know, understand what, um, what, what can be learned from the information in the blockchain. And so we need to, to know that because, um, well, we need to be able to design things that um that support privacy and so if we don't know about what what information there is then we can't support privacy you see what i mean so yeah. accountancy is something that would tell us a lot about what what information is being being revealed in the blockchain and about what would um what what would make a chain analysis uh, more difficult or like what knowledge would be available under uh different different practices like if we created transactions in different ways what what would people be able to learn yeah yeah what, how would you feel about me throwing out one of one of the ideas that I've been having uh, since our last talk, and 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 you analyzing it from your perspective as far as whether this is uh, a good idea to to put a, to think about uh, potentially, or or is it just me trying to get more people into Bitcoin? Okay, great. So, you know, you know. We, Immediately, what came to my mind after we talked last time was uh, a crowd crowdfunding uh, would be awesome. It seems like on a blockchain because let's say you had an entrepreneur who could pitch an idea and could take, uh, and they thought that their idea required say twenty grand in U.S. dollars uh, or whatever amount in, in Bitcoin to create. People who also believe that that was a good idea could back that project with their bitcoins and then they could also whoever on whatever terms they agreed upon they could also share in future revenues based on their early backing and it could all be on chain and, and paid out you know the more you contributed to the project up front the more you would uh, receive in future revenues if the project was successful it's, um, it, it seems like something that would be obvious to do on chain but I, what are your thoughts on that uh yeah that sounds great i mean um um i don't i don't i mean yeah that sounds like something that would that would be great yeah i what? mean i think that you know bitcoin enables people to kind of act together without having to rely on a 
a central coordinator so much. So like right now we have a, a crowdfunding service would be like a, uh, a, a server that is, uh, is active in um, keeping track of all of the funds and following through with all of the, the rules of, you know, some, some system, however, however it works. But what, yeah, what we have with Bitcoin is something where we can define how, um, how a system is going to work uh, beforehand. And then we don't have to have a, um, we don't, we don't have to have a, an, an actor that is going to, um, to, to run that system. We can kind of, we can kind of emulate the, the central node via the, the whole Bitcoin system. Yeah. Yeah. What would happen in, in, in that scenario where let's say an entrepreneur puts out an idea on this blockchain crowdfunding site, and then they were to lose their keys to that, that wallet where all these the, the revenue is going it, is it just gone uh from that point forward or is there is there any way to have some sort of security or insurance policies um about uh, storage of keys well i mean yeah you need to um ensure that you don't lose your keys but if you do you can uh get get court orders if you can convince people that you uh, uh, you did you did have those keys and you do own that money then um, you can get a court order to um, uh, to transfer the the funds to some some new key and uh, that's something that that Craig Wright is working on now mm, interesting okay so he says that um, some of his funds, or some of his his keys were stolen by a hacker, and so he's going to get the funds back with a with a court order, and he's going to uh, prevent um, he's going to prevent the the funds from being being spent while this is happening. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was just one of the the things that I had thought about is potential drawbacks but um it seems like you could have some redundancy uh you know but i i wonder if that would also detract from it let's say you had a third party that was also storing your keys then you'd have to have more trust so there's there's always trade-offs i guess but uh but that's interesting how you say that that in rare in some circumstances they could potentially be restored so i didn't know that um, yeah, well, so um, well, he 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 sent a letter to the Bitcoin Core developers. So this is all part of his legal strategy for um, proving that that BTC isn't really decentralized. So he's going to argue in court that the core developers have a fiduciary duty. Um, towards the um the the owners of the btc 
so that um, they are required to uh, act in their, their interest. And if they have knowledge that funds have been stolen, then they can't, can't allow a transaction to go through. Yeah, yeah. What do you think his chances of success are? Well, I think his chances are pretty high because he seems like he's uh, the only person in this whole industry who has much knowledge of law. So to me, that seems like uh, uh, he's probably going to do pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy, yeah. I mean, it's it, it is interesting. I've I've seen a few Coin Geek articles and uh, all, all the different parts that are coming into play. I since I haven't been following BSV for very long, it's it, se it seems very chaotic yet exciting. And has it always been uh, this way? It seems like there's there's like almost a, a turning point coming <laughs> soon. But I. I don't know why I feel that way. It just, it seems that way with the, the, the court proceedings, um, all these amazing apps like Twitch that are, that are out, uh, that are gaining more users, but I don't know. What is your sense? Um, yeah, well, I mean, Bitcoin has always been completely crazy. Um, we're definitely seeing some evolution towards ideas that actually make sense so i'm very happy about about that um and but i don't think that bitcoin is going to i i think i think bitcoin will continue to be crazy just in order to to survive we kind of have to move from ideas that are complete nonsense to ideas that are actually good for something. But because there's so much, so much money in it, um, I, I don't think that's going to change. So I think people are still going to act crazy because of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Daniel, I, I think we've we've covered a good amount for today. Uh, we, you know, with the profits and losses, and and uh, thanks for giving me some feedback on my idea. Uh, but I'm I'm sure I'm not the first one to think of that. But it's uh, something that had been running through my mind. And well, yeah, that's know. something people have been talking about for a long time. Actually, there's a lot of these things that um, people have known about, but. Uh, haven't happened because there's been so much trouble with people trying to take over Bitcoin. Um, but yeah, there's lots of simple things that you can can make on Bitcoin. Um, requires a a knowledge of the protocol. Um, well, um, yeah. Well, th thanks for having me. Um, uh, well, um, let me just figure out what we should should talk about next time. I mean, okay. So next time, what we should talk about is is time, um, and when when we start talking about that, then we'll, we'll be able to pretty much understand the whole economy and uh, the role of money within it, and um, then we'll finally be able to talk about what. What is the value of money?
in not just like a um like in in a way where we've actually uh we've actually proven it step by step instead of just just talked about it yeah yeah well i, I look forward to it and again i appreciate you taking the time thanks again daniel okay yeah thanks a lot i'll i'll see you later <laughs>